I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Guess what, Will? What's that, Mango? So I'm not sure if you're on Twitter, but... Everyone's been talking about buttons this week, like Kim Jong-un was bragging about his, which caused our chief of state to brag about the size of his nuclear button. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if you have to be on Twitter to have heard this news. It feels like it has been <laughs> everywhere this week. Yeah, and this is obviously a really fun game for world leaders to play, but it's been driving up my anxiety. And then I started focusing my attention on all the other buttons in this world. Like, uh, did you know that the Victoria's Secret model, Karolina Krakova, was born with a medical complication, so she has no belly button? Like, every time she's in a magazine, they actually have to Photoshop a button in. Yeah, actually, I didn't realize humans could be born without belly buttons. I thought that was just animals that hatched from eggs. Yeah, well, I I don't think she's a reptile, if that's what you're implying. Like, she (laughs) had an operation when she was a child, so she has this uh, strange, smooth belly. But apparently she's not alone. There are lots of people in the world uh, without belly buttons as well. And it isn't just an Adam and Eve thing. But that's just the first of our button facts on today's nine things. Let's dive in. Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Part-Time Genius. I'm Will Pearson, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Mangesh Hatikader. And the man on the other side of the soundproof glass, wearing a very fancy cardigan, and those buttons are so big. I actually think, are those buttons on top of buttons, Mango? (laughs) I think so. Wow, that's our friend and producer, Tristan McNeil. And it's it's a real shame that our regular superstar Nine Things guest, Gabe Luzier, is not here in studio to appreciate this cardigan. But he is joining us by Skype. Hey there, Gabe. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Well, let's talk buttons. You want to uh, you want to go first, Gabe? Do you have a good fact? Yeah, definitely. So since Mango kicked this off by talking about the president, I thought I'd tell you about the time that President Carter hit a secret panic button in the bathroom. <laughs> Apparently, he thought it was the button for a flush, but was shocked when a Secret Service agent basically kicked the door down, gun in hand, <laughs> only to find the president zipping up his trousers. According to the agent, Marty Venker, Carter was, quote, pretty chilly to him after that. 
No way. I really want to know like where this panic button was and how it could be placed somewhere that could be confused for like a flush button. It's just just on top of the toilet. (laughs) Ah, that is so weird. All right. Well, I've got a a slightly different button fact. I'll I'll go next here. So I actually didn't realize this used to be a thing in cars, but this was the floor mounted dimmer switch. And this actually comes from our old friend, Kara Kowalczyk over at Mental Floss. And she told us about this, but apparently the switch for high beams used to be this little button that was next to the brakes. And so if you tapped your left foot on it, your brights would then turn on. So this, this is another one for me. It was like, why was it ever thought to put it right there? It just seems like a kind of a strange place to have it. All right, Mango, you got one? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, so, you know, everyone knows about the Staples Easy button, right? Like it was featured in their ad campaign forever ago. And you might have known that the company sold easy buttons in their store and they made a fortune off of them. But did you know that they actually came in different varieties? So in addition to the one that said that was easy, like the traditional button that they had, they also had an easy for parents button that said things like, of course, you're right. And your house, your rules, as well what? as an easy for kids button that said, Go ahead and stay up late. And good news, no homework. (laughs) It's always so strange to me when things like that take off. I wonder how many of those they actually sold. That's such a bizarre thing. Yeah, definitely. All right, Gabe, what's your next fact? Here's something I'd never thought about until I came across an article in Slate. But apparently in early colonial America, people used to make their own buttons at home. And according to the article, quote, working class families counted themselves lucky if they owned a handheld button mold. So basically, you'd, you'd heat up this mold on some coals, fill it with lead, and then let it cool into a button shape. And then you'd, you know, decorate the heavy button or wrap it in fabric, something like that. That's wow. amazing. <laughs> We're going to do a, a little button history here, too, because I've, I've actually got a button fact, an old button fact as well. So at, at one point, buttons were so popular and often fashioned so tiny that your fingers weren't actually helpful in getting the button through the loop. And so people kept these button hooks around. And so basically there were these scary looking kind of crochet type instruments that you'd use to pull a tiny button through a narrow eye hole. And often you'd have to have different button hooks for different size buttons. It just seems like such a hassle to have to do all this. <laughs> it is it is exactly the opposite of what Tristan's got going on, where I think for those huge buttons, you actually need two hands to be able to get it through the hoop there. <laughs> all right, Mango, what's your next fact? Uh, that, that's a funny bit of history. So um, that actually reminds me of something I read about why women's buttons are on the left side of the shirt and men's are on the right. And there are a whole bunch of theories about this. Like some people claim men needed their dominant hand for holding weapons in the Middle Ages. So the button on the right made it easier for their non-dominant hand to button the shirt one-handed. Or uh, Menelfloss has this theory about how women tend to hold babies with their left hand so that their right hand is free to do things. And that's why the buttons are on the left side of their blouses. But the theory with the biggest support is that more fancy women were dressed by others. And when you're buttoning a lot of buttons for an impatient royal or a duchess or whatever, having the buttons play to your dominant hand is useful. So they're on the handmaid's right or the noblewoman's left to speed up the process. Oh, that actually makes a lot of sense. All right, Gabe, what's your uh, what's your last fact of the day? Here's a really cool one. So the first remotes for TVs were called Lazy Bones, and they had a wire that connected directly to the TV set. But Zenith improved on this design in 1956 with their wireless Space Command remote. And it worked <laughs> in a totally different manner than you might expect. 
So when you press the button, it would cause a tiny hammer inside to hit an aluminum bar that would then cause an ultrasonic tone. And the TV would interpret those notes as commands to change the channel or turn the set on and off. According to Time Magazine, the hammer made enough noise when it clicked down that people started calling the Space Command a clicker. All right, well, I've got one last fact, and I was saving this one because it's pretty gross, but also because it relates to Mango's belly button fact at the beginning of the show, and that is that scientists have figured out how to use bacteria from belly buttons and adding milk to make cheese, which I know that sounds disgusting, right? But (laughs) the whole point of the exhibit, which took place in Trinity College, Dublin, was to expose people to the range of microbial communities in the human body. But according to NPR, while people started by, quote, making these grossed out faces, they then smell the cheese and realize it just smells like a normal cheese. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure that makes it any less gross. That just makes me think that uh, belly buttons smell like cheese. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Gabe, since you're long distance today, I I feel like you get to to choose who wins today's nine things. Well, I got to give it to you then. I mean, you brought it full circle with that belly button fact. So uh, I think you take the trophy. <laughs> I knew it. I, I was I was going to be disappointed if I didn't. Well, listeners, if we forgot any facts about belly buttons or buttons in general that, uh, you know, feel free to share those with us. You can always reach us part time genius at HowStuffWorks.com. You can also call us on our 24 seven fact hotline one eight four four PT genius or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. It's been really fun hearing from you guys with lots of ideas for some of our future Nine Facts episodes, so keep those coming. And we'll be back tomorrow with a full-length episode. Thanks for listening. Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.